The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 3.06 on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you're having a good one again. We were expecting to get to a high of about 30, 31 degrees today. Not sure we're going to get it. Dr. Gans just walked in. Is it warm outside? It's 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 tolerable. It's not too hot. Okay. But it's, you can feel a little bit of heat, but I think the smoke's blocking a lot yeah. of the heat out. Well, so. yeah, I noticed earlier yeah. the sun was starting to sort of peek through a peek little through bit. It a little? Yeah. Yeah. But it's sort of got that unnatural light feel yeah, to exactly. it because of the haze. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you. So glad to see you guys. <laughs> Glad to see you guys, too. Yeah. I always look forward to this. And it's funny because immediately he walks in, we start talking about school, back to yeah. school, and that's what our topic is today. Mm-hmm. But then we started thinking back to when we uh, went to school. And for, mm-hmm. for I think for all of us, it wasn't, uh, you know, back to school, like in primary school or even high school. We went straight to college, university. Was like, did. How yeah. much did that cost? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny to compare those, I was uh, telling you guys, but 900 for a year for tuition, 3000 for residence. So thirty nine hundred per year um, for me, but it's uh, inwards. It's around thirty five hundred to four thousand per term for just tuition for Hunter, mm-hmm. and that's certainly a, a long cry from what it is in the states, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. You got your degree in the states, yeah. Well, the yeah. the masters and PhD yeah. in the states, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or some of those other courses, like even if you look at some of the go to the the tuition list at some of the courses at uh, the U of A, depending on mm-hmm. what you're taking. Um, if you're a foreign student, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah, that's craziness. <laughs> it hurts. Do you know before we get into the stress? Just uh, <laughs> speaking of stress, perhaps this is the segue into it. So. You know, it's September when I pay the U of A mm-hmm. for Hunter, and it's January when I pay them again, mm-hmm. right? August is uh, historically a bad month for comedy <laughs> because nobody wants to sit and, right. you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the best time to be putting together this 3500 or $4,000. And then Hunter, without meaning to, said, uh, because he's a very uh, well-read fellow, and he says to me, hey, I just read an article where um, cruises are up to 70% off these days because cruise ships have an over... I'm like, just don't... Stop. Just don't even finish that. Cruises. Maybe he could help pay since he has a job now. <laughs> yeah. Or go work on a cruise line yeah. for the week. He's, then, not, he's not paying for his tuition because that was not our deal. And uh-huh. I'm sticking to our deal. Mm-hmm. Our deal was you get a job, you get to keep the money. But mm-hmm. you have to have a job. If you don't get a job, you're paying your tuition. Mm-hmm. And again, I, my only thought was he graduates with... A degree, mm-hmm. work experience, mm-hmm. and some money. Mm-hmm. All the things that his deal. dad wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All the things that I would have loved to have had. Exactly. When I was well, you 21. set him up for you set him up to do the right I'm thing, right? To, yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, that's exactly interesting how though it was. because we had this conversation yesterday about jobs and trying to find the jobs that you mm-hmm. you like and you love, and you you admitted you did all the things that your dad wanted you to do to go to school to do this to do that. Yep. And you ended up not loving it or enjoying it, <laughs> and switched all twenty true, years but, later. Yeah. But uh, there is a difference between a job and a career, and I don't expect that his career will be by tables at the bend. I expect that that's how he'll make his spending money for that cruise he wants to go on. Because mm-hmm. I'm not paying for that. Does he want to that. be going to school? Oh yeah, he loves school. Okay, there yeah. you go. As Who long as wouldn't? he wants to be going to school, right? <laughs> yeah, oh no, he loves it. He does well at it. So. Dr. Gans, you can tell there's stress when it comes to going back to school. You have uh, your daughter is, mm-hmm. you know, first year university. Yeah, that's right. Your son going back to school <clears throat> yeah. as well. Grade so today eight. we thought uh, grade eight. Yeah. Wow. Thought we'd talk today about taking the stress out of back to school. And, you know, I was just stressed for all of the parents at South Edmonton Common on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Running around. Oh, yeah. Just, trying to find crazy, the, yeah. 
the duo tangs mm-hmm. and the binders mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they use mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Where do you even start with trying to uh, keep that in check? Oh man, it's it. You know, it, it's funny because I think for parents. It, we're a little bit schizophrenic around the summertime because we can't wait for the summer to come. It's like, oh, finally, we're out of school. Oh, thank goodness. A month or so in, it's like, oh, my goodness, when are we going to go back mm-hmm. to school? we got to get this right. So it's it's kind of hard. But I think the biggest, the first place I advise people to start is to be patient. Mm. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the kids. Be patient with the store clerks. Be patient <laughs> finding parking. <laughs> okay. Everybody's in the same boat, and it can feel like uh, you, 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 well, they say anxiety, stress, all this stuff is contagious, and you can feel it just like you were saying, Jalen. You know, you, you're out there at South Edmonton, mm-hmm. obviously, everybody's like this frenetic, yeah. like big eyes, they're just yeah. running around. You can just get absorbed in that, and before you know it, you're taking all that stuff home, and the kids are going to feel that. They go, oh, my goodness, something's going on. I don't know what to do with it. And they're getting all stirred up, and they start acting out, and you're just in this vicious cycle now, right? And it can really make the first day and the first week quite stressful for everybody. Isn't so, that interesting? Because, you know, when your child goes to school for the first time, mm-hmm. and they're a little stressed about, you know, the uncertainty of what's about to happen, the parent automatically says, are you kidding? You're going to have fun. It's going to be great. You're going to make new friends. You're going to learn stuff. You're going to play with uh, clay. You're going to whatever. But when it's the other way around, I can see that happening. Well, we can't find the duo tags, right. you know, and then the kid's like, oh, my God, I can't. You got the wrong jeans, mom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it um, is very contagious. Can I tell you yeah. something? I saw, yeah, on, on the weekend, a young lady was with her mom shopping, and uh, the, the young lady, she's probably about 14 years old. She didn't want to be in this store at all. It was mm-hmm. not a store. I think what it was is that it was a store that she would not want to be seen in <laughs> and oh. certainly would not want to buy clothes in. Um, but her, so, in other words, where I shop. <laughs> no, but her her mom no, but her, and her mom's like no, it's okay. We need to get you a pair of jeans. All this and 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 this girl, she was about this far away, mm-hmm. so about four feet away from me, uh, mm-hmm. Gans. I saw, I watched her face completely crumble, and it escalated and escalated mm-hmm. to the point where she was in tears, mm-hmm. and she was begging her mom, please, can we just get out of this store? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and it it almost brought me to tears because you know. And I hope someday that she has the body confidence to be secure in, in oh, everything and not mm-hmm. worry about any of that. But mom was like, no, we need to do this. We need mm-hmm. to do this. But not reading what her daughter was putting right. out there. Right. And it was really, it, it, it was heartbreaking. You know, maybe that's where we should have started the conversation mm-hmm. because we're talking about dealing with stress. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't even thought about clothes for school being the source of stress. Mm-hmm. But it certainly is. Uh, particularly, I would find girls in junior high and to a lesser extent, maybe it's changed boys, mm-hmm. um, that they have to have the right brands. And, they, mm-hmm. you know, so there's the stress on the on the child that they're not getting the right clothes. There's mm-hmm. the stress on the parents that they can't afford the clothes mm-hmm. the child wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started with duotangs and, and erasers, but <laughs> that's stressful trying to find the right ones yeah. that are on the list that was provided by the school. Right. And where they're sold out everywhere because we waited too long. Right. So I guess, I mean, are there red flag type... We've mentioned, too, I, I guess all these different stresses are coming together at the same Everything's time. Everything's coming together at the same time, right? And you, you got to think about it, too. Typically in the summer, people are not in routine to begin with either, right? The kids for sure aren't in routine. Parents maybe in a little more routine if they got jobs or whatever. But even that, I find I'm off because the kids are off. So I'm going to bed a bit later because the kids are staying up a bit later. You know, my, my whole system is off. So we're not at our best. And mm. then all this this perfect storm of stuff is just showing up, right? But one of the things I think, you know, with the, the story about the young lady, Jalen, I, I really think we have to remember as parents that 
people's stresses, hurts, frustrations are real to them, mm-hmm. even if they're not real to you. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you know, thinking about, oh, it's the wrong brand of jeans is not like, crap, I hope the interest rate doesn't go up. Yeah. You, know, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But to that child, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because they're thinking about, oh no, what is this going to do? Am I going to be ridiculed? Am I going to be outcast? What are they going to yeah. say? How am I going to fit it? How am I going to feel walking into school that day? Or and even, any of that stuff. And even though the other kids probably wouldn't have a clue right. where these clothes were bought that young lady. Yes and no. Did. I mean, labels are important. Well, no. To I some. mean, there's you know the yeah. jeans that were in there are the same jeans that you can sure, get right. different sizes. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But that's what it that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. But it's just. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think that one one of the things that we can do as parents is to really make the space to validate our kids, right? To listen to them, hear them, hear what they have to say, and and remember that it's like if we can remember what it was like for us mm-hmm. at that age and whatever whatever issues we had at that that time you know it it seemed really real and like a super huge deal for Mm -hmm. us and so it's likely that way for the kids and and what parents can do is just honestly just by listening and validating and hearing a lot of times that's enough to help the whole thing settle right down and they don't really don't have to do anything more than that when you talk about validating Mm -hmm. what does that mean so what we okay so what i have done in the past i'll use myself as an example i've done the wrong thing right which is the kid comes to me is like oh my goodness this is gonna happen oh i say oh what are you worried about don't don't worry about that that's nothing it's like this is you're gonna have lots of this stuff in life it's not that big a deal wait till you have something like this this is a bigger deal you know you got to learn how to handle this kind of stress right and then then but you know and then i have to after a while go back and say oh honey i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i didn't actually listen to you please talk to me tell me how you're feeling so validating is actually showing some empathy recognizing that what they're feeling is real to them and you have perspective of you know age and experience and all this other stuff they don't so it feels like a big deal mm-hmm. for them the, the, the friend they're talking to today feels like the only friend they'll ever have forever in their whole lives mm-hmm. whatever they're facing on monday is the only time they'll ever face this in their, their whole lives nothing exists beyond tuesday do you know what i mean we know better but they don't mm-hmm. so the idea is to hear what they have to say make sure you're quiet ask follow-up questions oh man that sounds that sounds like this would be really hard for you. Tell me more about that. What do you feel about that? And you make it okay for them to feel what they feel. Mm-hmm. If you, you can go even further and say, you know, I remember when I was in school, and I might have been a little younger, a little older than you, but this was my experience, and I, I can identify with that feeling. And you know, tell them a story that kind of ties them into to your experience. And so by doing that, you really normalize their experience, and that's a big deal because then they don't feel like they're mm-hmm. alone. It also bonds your relationship with them. They feel safe with yeah. you now, so they can come and actually talk to you about you know real stuff, right, <laughs> when real stuff shows yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But then it, it also... It also has the effect of helping them to um, really feel that it's okay to feel what they feel, you know, and that just that just helps them to just manage everything a lot better. I think as adults, we're pretty quick to poo-poo mm-hmm. the feelings of children and teenagers. Yeah. Oh, you know, someone has broken up with their mm-hmm. girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. Oh, there'll be plenty, plenty more down the road. See. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way of Because of we know things. what is because down the road. Because we know, but at that point, they, they don't. But that's the validate yeah, exactly. part. And, I, you know, I think you would agree with this, too, that sometimes you have to do a little digging because mm-hmm. sometimes it's one thing to listen to a concern and address it, validate it, um, offer advice. But sometimes there's a meltdown 
and you can't connect the dots. Right. You know, I, 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 buying shoes for Hunter when he was in grade three, and he suddenly lost it on me. <laughs> and I'm just like, we can go to any store you want. Like, yeah. you know, I, it had nothing to do with shoes. Yeah. Everything was just hitting him at that yeah. moment. The shoes represented something. They right. triggered something else. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the thing. And so you really want to make that space to have those conversations. And the conversation is not a conversation. It's like a series of conversations. A dialogue, right? yeah. Yeah, and sure. so the fact that you, you are able, once you show them that you're able to listen, then they're much more open to actually having those follow-up conversations and letting you dig a little deeper and that sort of thing. Hmm. But, you know, I've, we do this with spouses, by the way. It's yeah. like, oh, this was so frustrating. Oh, you think that was frustrating? Let me tell you about my day, mm. right? So we don't really validate that either. But I, I really have found that when people don't feel validated, what they do unconsciously is they dig in and continue to push their point until they somehow get that sense of being heard mm -hmm. and then everything settles down so Dr. Gans joining us in studio this afternoon we're talking about taking the stress out of back to school the conversation continues right after this Yeah, your sweet child's children right now might be a handful dealing with them uh, getting back to getting back to school. And you may be feeling it as well. I know a number of texts coming in at 630, mm -hmm. 630 saying, hey, you know what? My, my girlfriend is going through this exactly with her kids right now. You're not alone not with alone. this. Nope. And so we started and we talked about being patient off mm -hmm. the top, being patient with, with yourself, with other people, with your children over the next couple of days, and especially realizing that your schedules mm -hmm. might be not as mm -hmm. tight as they have been in the past mm -hmm. you suggest um, having something to look forward to oh yeah yeah look at uh, part of the deal with going back to school or a new school or going to school for the first time is the uncertainty right so we want to there's going to be uncertainty. Anytime we start a new new endeavor there's going to be something we don't know about it so we want to want to try to bridge that to the like to, to help people to understand you're going to get past this. So what does it look like by next week or after the first day or, or whatever, right? So giving giving your kids something to look forward to and giving yourself something to look forward to is, is really helpful to do that. You know, hey, honey, you know, after the first day of school, I'm going to pick you up and go get ice cream. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going to have a lot of fun. You can tell me all about it. It's like, really? Oh, that's great, right? Or, you know, after the first week, we're all going to go out to dinner and we're going to go see a movie. That's wonderful, right? And so so it kind of gives them that something to look forward to, and that helps them to manage whatever anxiety, uh, uncertainty that comes with something new or something you haven't done for a while. You know what I mean? And I'm guessing, though, that that treat, that mm -hmm. that's something to look forward to, not not contingent on anything no, else. No. It's just, just your first day, your first week. Staying alive for the week okay. right so yeah that's it's not contingent on good grades or anything like that it's really just based on can you get through you know and and we're just going to do this because we want to celebrate the fact that this was a new new thing that we did and we're just happy short right? goals right? yeah you know three hours from now i'll be back outside the school waiting for you and yeah we're going exactly to do this, right yeah and, and school permitting mm -hmm. um i always find it beneficial to in a new school with yeah. children to take them to the school yep. a week or two weeks yep. in advance if the school will allow it yeah and walk around with Get familiar the with them. yeah yep. just figure yep. it out so this is the door you're going to yep. come in this is the class you're going to go to yep. that kind of thing absolutely well and even with with really little kids like the bridging that you talked about andrew was really good you know it's like in three hours it's not you'll yeah. see it right <laughs> here right yeah so they know right um but with really little kids, you can give them what they call transitional objects, right? So like a little teddy bear or a picture or 
or you know their favorite whatever a little special gift from mom or dad that they can keep with them and that that mm. little that little thing helps them to feel connected to you if this is the sort of the first time they've been away from you for a while dance i can hear dance i can hear some people out there saying oh come on just get the kid out the door send them to school enough enough we're, sure, we're sugarcoating it, it yeah tough it out <laughs> rub some dirt on it <laughs> rub some dirt on it exactly what do you say to those folks <laughs> well a lot of us grew up that way yeah, so you know sure. and we're still here yeah. but you know i've been in therapy for 26 years so <laughs> and i've also seen the other side of this so you know like there's there's uh, yes there, y- the kids the kids are very resilient and it's okay to, for them to be challenged what the research shows though is that you cannot force maturity you can't you can't force a uh, uh, a uh, fruit to ripen, you can't force a child to be mature. And kids do better when they know they have a solid base and somebody has their back and that they know that they're backed up. And so when when you can provide that, they will naturally, it's, in, it's innate in them, they will naturally want to branch out and try stuff on their own and do things um, to challenge themselves, okay? I heard this great story about this uh, young lady that loved roses, right? So she went to a rose garden and uh, the roses were just in buds, but she was just so excited that she was, couldn't wait to see what these you know, different roses were going to look like, right? So she's found you know, a different bud of each color and says, oh, wow, just, I, w- I wonder what that looks like. Just really gently started to open the bud of a, of a red one and just kind of peeked inside. It's like, wow, that looks beautiful. Okay, I'm going to put it back, right? And went to find a yellow one and did the same thing, opened it up and looked inside. Wow, oh, that's going to be, so- oh, I can't wait. And then found, you know, uh, what's the other color? White. Yeah, <laughs> so I found a white one. Opened it up. It was like, wow, this is so so brilliant, such brilliant white. They closed it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And so she came back in a week to see how these these buds were doing, right? And you know, there's just a, a, a sea of colors, just mm-hmm. beautiful. But her buds were actually all kind of brown and kind of un, kind of deformed mm-hmm. and didn't really work very well because she had forced them open too early, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is a little parable for us around our kids. We cannot force this. There is, there's a, in our industry, there's a concept called the parentified child, right? Mm-hmm. And the parentified child is one who had to grow up too fast mm-hmm. because either the parents were, you know, had addictions issues or there's some other dysfunction or whatever. They seem ultra responsible and put together, but these are also the folks that have the higher anxiety. They can't settle. They have difficulty in the relationships. This, mm-hmm. You know, these, I, I am one of these people. So I know sort of the other side of this. So this is, you know, we really want to be gentle with our kids. Um, when I went to, uh, I mentioned my daughter was going to university this year, so we went to the family orientation. And that's one of the things they really stressed was, yeah, you don't want to coddle your kids, but you don't you, you don't need to throw them to the wolves either. Right? You're on your own. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but there's a difference between coddling and sugarcoating and, uh, you know, uh, wrapping them uh, mm-hmm. and and listening to them. Mm-hmm. Because as you say, they find the time in which they want to break away from. I have mm-hmm. four very, very independent mm-hmm. children to the point where I'm stressed that they're not stressed. <laughs> um, but these are all just helpful little hints. If you're seeing trouble, you're listening right. to your child, you're hearing objections, yeah, you see the stress, you can help. If it's yeah. not there... Great. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of kids do quite well. Sure. You know what I mean? The majority of kids do well, yeah. right? But stress and anxiety is a, is a real thing, and it shows up differently in younger kids than it does in adults, and right? We're going to talk more about that coming right up after the 3.30 news. More with Dr. Gans Ferrans. How does that make you feel on the 6.30 Chad afternoon news? 
Welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. As we always do on the last Wednesday of the month, we've been sitting down with Dr. Gans Ferentz uh, asking the question, how does that make you feel? This month's topic, the stress related to returning to school. And before mm. we go any further, I want to read this text. It's a question for you, Dr. Sure. Gans. But I want to make sure we get the question answered before we run out of time. So the question in from Camrose. Uh, wondering if you guys can ask the good doctor his opinion on a 16-year-old girl's anxiety with society. She is scared to meet new people, mm-hmm. talk to new people, almost to the point where she doesn't want to leave the house. Mm-hmm. She gets so worked up, and even to talk to a waiter or a cashier at the grocery store, that it almost brings her to tears. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts? Wow, was poor child. Yeah, um, that's uh, take that seriously. That's not just you know her being dramatic or anything like that. That's that sounds a lot like social anxiety to me. And um, well, the stats are that about 20% of kids get some sort of diagnosis, anxiety, depression, something like that um, in their childhood. And, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, not to scare anybody, but in terms of teenagers, uh, about 18% of them have at least contemplated suicide or thought Mm -hmm. about that. So, you know, take this really seriously. Um, The important thing is to know that there's help available. Talk to the school counselor. Um, You can call up a psychologist, make sure they um, specialize in working with people with anxiety and also they're comfortable working with teens uh, because that's, you know, she needs to have some place where she can feel connected to somebody, where she can actually start to work on some of these things. Also, there's some really good, I'm not a big medication fan, but I think medication does help in many instances and particularly for something like social anxiety there are lots of good medications that can really take the edge off and then help her to work on other areas of her life to feel more comfortable because that's you know obviously from an adult perspective probably from this parents perspective they're thinking oh but she's such a lovely young woman why Mm -hmm. does she need to be worried about this it's no big deal why do you care what people think the problem is she does care and it's like it may even be irrational even to her but it still doesn't take away the fear it doesn't take away the um, the physiological response she has when she has to talk to a waiter or go to a new school or whatever and what you really want to do and I'll say this to all all of us parents is get help and make an intervention early because the earlier you get to start working on some of these things with with your kids the less entrenched it gets and the easier it is to fix because a lot of times you know kids go through a lot of stuff and they they don't even get diagnosed for several years sometimes but by that time it's much more ingrained and it's it's um kids are developing their personalities and their characters right now you don't want these aspects to become part of who they believe they are Pay attention to it. Don't just think of something that they're going to grow, grow yeah, up. Yeah, parents no, no, always no. hope, right? Yeah. Parents hope asthma will go away. Parents hope, yeah. right? You, right? You think right. that well, it's just an age thing, and that if I leave it, and yeah, don't address yeah. it, or yeah. I tell her that it's oh, not. Don't be silly. Right, right. That it'll go you know, away, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. go away. No, it doesn't. Gets worse, and you know the, the problem is it can go underground, and then she's not mm-hmm. even talking to you about it anymore, right? And she's just doing other things like whatever, eating or self-medicating with other things or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't want you don't want that. And when we talk about uh, stress and anxiety. In children, how does it manifest? I mean, in certain cases, like we've just heard from the texter, right. is it different than adults? Yeah. So, like you know, a, a 15, 14, 15, 16 year old, they they're gonna show it's gonna show up like an adult, even though it may be around non-adult stuff, like okay. talking to a waiter or going to a new school or whatever. But in smaller kids, it doesn't show up that way. It can show up as a, as a sudden change in behavior. Um, typically, kids act out. Little, little children, they they stop listening. They're not as obedient. They start lying. They start hiding stuff. 
Um, they can't focus the same way. Their grades might drop. Um, they may get really belligerent or fight a lot, uh, angry outbursts, those sorts of things. So that's that's kind of how you see depression and anxiety show up in, in smaller kids. But how do you tell the difference between what n- kids normally do at right. that age compared to that? Because that's all stuff that kids that age would, would do. Well, right. So what you look at is the sort of the trend. Okay. So if it's a one-off, not such a big deal. You also want to look at sort of what, what is the what is the state of the child so are they tired do they need to eat food do they need to you know have they gotten exercise right you always look at those things first so you make sure they're well fed you try to make sure they're sleeping well um, making sure they're getting some exercise screen time is a huge huge deal the more the, the correlation is this the higher the amount of screen time the higher the amount of issues the kids typically have anxiety depression belligerence in, in general or in, in general. returning to school all the time okay in general okay so so the more screen time they have the the more anxious the more depressed the more angry the more frustrated the more overwhelmed the, pe- the people tend to be but it's worse in kids cuz they don't have our coping skills okay the 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 flip side of that is more time spent outside and in nature playing and or in nature all that stuff goes in the opposite direction right so you get healthier you get happier you get more calm you're kinder to people that actually they've measured it with empathy and your kids empathy goes way up when they spend time in nature so we really have to watch that so back to your question Jalen so you know some of these behaviors look like normal kid behaviors right so if we take care of all the basics food water sleep all that stuff right and it still keeps showing up and it still keeps showing up on a consistent basis then you probably want to take that seriously and talk to somebody and see what else is going on Hmm. hey uh do you mind if i throw a grenade in the uh outhouse (laughs) why not (laughs) well we've talked you know because i know there are some people texting it's not bad um oh sugar coating and bubble wrapping and all this kind of thing but i've got a specific question Mm -hmm. for you so Say your child has been looking forward to high school forever because Mm -hmm. they were really looking forward to making the football team Mm -hmm. or they were really looking forward to making the debate team or whatever, and they don't make Mm -hmm. it. How do you handle that? Yeah. I I actually had this very same scenario with my son because he was really looking forward to junior high because he wanted to make the basketball team. He made it to the last cut Mm. and then didn't make it on the team. So, yeah, so so personally, I understand that. So really what I do is, like, I, I tell people, well, you know, it's good to look forward to something and you, you want to have something to, to strive for. But understand that this is one of those times when you understand that life is not always going to work out the way you want it to. And life is not always fair either. Okay. Sometimes you may feel like you're more talented than somebody else got on instead of you. But this is a great opportunity to practice your fortitude. It's a great opportunity to build your character, build your strength. How are you going to handle disappointment and defeat? Because that's the strength that helps you be successful in a bigger way in life. So you might you might lose this particular battle, but that might teach you something that helps you win the war. So you're not a pick up the phone, phone the coach, say... Oh, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. I mean, listen... If now, okay, I gotta, I gotta say this. <laughs> so, if there is like blatant bullying or racism mm-hmm. or something blatant, and my sure. kids getting hurt or attacked or put down or belittled, 
I will. I won't pick up the phone. I'll go over there. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'll drive you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. But but short of that, no. This is a this is an opportunity for the child to learn. And you know, our our job as parents is to be there to help them pick up the pieces. We can't take away the pain, and it's not always appropriate. It's not appropriate for us to take away the pain in that uh, that scenario. But it is appropriate for us to be there to help them cry. You hold them, you talk to them, you tell them you understand, you might share some times when you were disappointed, and you let them know this sucks. And um, it's going to suck while I'm going to be with you while it sucks. And it will get better. Just like a first breakup or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know. These things, you, your heart gets broken. Mm-hmm. That's it's a rite of passage into adulthood. It's rough right? on everybody. It's rough, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's also a part of life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's how kids grow and how they learn their resilience. Dr. Gans joining us in studio this afternoon. We'll take another quick break here when we come back. Some final thoughts on how to deal with the stress of going back to school. Plus, want to touch, touch briefly on bullying because I know that there's a lot of kids that are facing that uh, yeah. and their parents as well as, as their children head back to yeah. school. Dr. Gans in studio talking back to school stresses. Uh, you might be going through it right now with your kids. You might be watching your niece, your nephew, your grandkids going through it. <laughs> it's uh, it, it can be a challenging time, exciting time, challenging mm-hmm. time. And I know this is um, on the forefront for a lot of parents, mm-hmm. bullying. But before we get into that, though, yes. I, I just want to say, because a lot of times when, when I have these talks, either you know when I'm doing stuff with parents in my office or uh, workshops or whatever, Anytime we talk about parenting, there's a lot of mommy and daddy guilt that comes up <laughs> when we talk about this stuff, okay? Because sometimes, especially when you know better, you start thinking, ah, oh, crap, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I didn't do that right and whatever. Listen, I've felt it. I've done it. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. It's okay. The the What nature has done is it's given, it's set us up in such a way that when we mess up, and we go back and we own our mistakes. We take responsibility. We, re- we apologize for things we did do inappropriately or didn't do where we should have done. We reconnect with a kid on a person-to-person basis. That actually builds that closeness. It actually mm-hmm. builds that relationship far more than if we did everything right. <laughs> okay, We're going to screw up. We are going to mess up as parents. Good parents aren't the ones that screw up. Good parents are the ones that own that the, fact, the fact that they screw up and apologize to their kids. Okay, So it's not too late. You don't have to feel guilty. The guilt in this case is not useful. Just you know, own it and do better. Um, uh, and and also understand that if there is something that needs to be addressed, it's never too late. It's better to go and find some help, talk to a psychologist, get some help now, because it can even, even if things have been brewing for a while, it can get better than it is now. And that's, so I just want to make sure that but We should probably repeat for about the 20th time too, that it's not an admission of failure to go seek professional oh, help. Oh, not at all. Just another strength. <laughs> right. As you would if you hurt your arm and went to see a doctor for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bullying, Dr. Mm-hmm. Gans. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think, you know, it goes back to really creating that relationship with your child so they know that you're a safe person to come and talk to. They need to know that no under all circumstances you have their back. 
you will listen to them you will take their stuff seriously so at least they know that they have one person in this whole world that they can count on that has their back if you have that relationship then you encourage the kids to come and talk to you if they feel uncomfortable or if something's not going right but then also talk to them I mean I, I would I, you know sometimes we're hesitant to bring it up because well I don't want to stir the pot I don't want to give many ideas but no listen uh, talk to them go straight at it look in some places people have a hard time because they're being bullied or sometimes there's drugs in the school or sometimes there's whatever right don't avoid these you know touchy subjects if you go right at them and bring them up or if you're excuse me watching a tv show or a movie where that's involved say hey well what do you think about that like you know Mm -hmm. does that happen in your school or do you know anybody that that's happened to and you know you start that dialogue that way and then you can talk to them about what do you do how do you how do you manage this who do you talk to if you're scared right so make a little bit of a safety plan with them how do you get out who do you talk to you talk to a teacher talk to the resource officer talk to the uh, school counselor vice principal definitely talk to me you know what i mean the 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 parent Mm -hmm. and make sure that again the kids get help and they know that help is available outside of the family if they need it I, think I guess equally, uh, sorry, Jay, I was just going to say, equally important to find out if your son or daughter is the bully. Right, right. And and teach empathy, too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so, you know, so that's that's the other discussion. I'm glad you brought that up. So, you know, again, there's lots of opportunity when you're, you know, what, reading books or looking at things in the news or watching movies together, you know, how would you handle that? Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's really important to, to be somebody that stands up for the right, even though there may be a cost. You know, it may be a cost of popularity, maybe even a physical cost, but you're still going to be feeling a lot better than yourself than to, you know, to let stuff go on or to be the person that's perpetrating. I think a lot of parents will tell our kids there is absolutely nothing that you can't tell me there is absolutely nothing that you could tell me that is going to change the way i feel Mm -hmm. about you how i love you we've all said it right Mm -hmm. we've all said it but we all know because i think as having been a child there has always been something that we've been afraid Mm -hmm. to tell our parents because we are so embarrassed shamed hurt Mm -hmm. whatever it is it, it, when you get to that situation, and oftentimes it can be, it can be something small, it can be something mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. and life changing. Um, that line to me is is used a lot. Mm-hmm. Is there a better way to handle situations like that? The line is good. You got to back it up with action, though. You know, you have to continually tell them this, but also share your mistakes with them. Okay, we sometimes think that as well, leaders in general, but particularly as parents, we think we have to be infallible. We can't let them know that we screwed up. We can't let them know we, we, we did that thing or we, you know, we were stopped in the mall for shoplifting or we had sex too early or we, we don't want them to know this stuff, right? They'll, they'll taint their opinion of us, right? <laughs> it's the opposite. The more real we are, the more respect they have for us. And the more real we are with them, then the more real they can be with us. And that's, that's what keeps them safe mm-hmm. when they know that okay, I love my mom, I love my dad, but they also screwed up and they're okay and I love them, so maybe they'll love me if I screw up too. I have the opposite problem, Jay, quite frankly, and that's why I was smiling when you were saying it. We've always said, you can tell us anything, and we've always been very honest, Mm -hmm. as you just suggested. Mm -hmm. I sometimes wonder where the if there is a line at all. I sometimes <laughs> I'm telling you everything. Eh? They're it, telling me everything. It, it got to that point as I got That's older good. with my parents. As I got older, like yeah. into my twenties, uh, it got to that point. I think probably because I didn't care any, right. anymore. I was just like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. But I think as a you know, as a as a 13, 14, 15 year old, yeah. when you're doing when different things are happening mm-hmm. in your world, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's like. 
Where is that filter? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is is why, you know, um, I can't remember the exact term, but well, okay. So in the Bible, there's a, there's a, a, a saying that says a prophet is never honored in his or her own land, hmm. which basically says that when you're when you're familiar to people, it's like no one really mm-hmm. you know believes you, right? So, you know, as parents, we can say stuff or we can offer to talk and stuff like that, and it's good, and our hearts might be in the right place, but sometimes it's really good to hook them up with another adult that you trust that you know they're safe with, because there's they'll tell them stuff mm-hmm. they'll never tell you. Okay, but as long as you have like an aunt or an uncle mm-hmm. or a family friend or you know a psychologist or somebody like that that they know that they can confide in and talk to, that is an that's an important thing to have. And we yeah. used to have that built in society when we were living in larger family groups or yeah. extended families or whatever. But we don't have that now, so we have to manufacture it a little bit. But that's quite helpful. Dr. Gans Ferris joining us once a month. You can <laughs> always catch up on what we've talked about on the six thirty Chet Afternoon News show page. All of the uh, all of the chats we've had over the past number of months are up there. The Ferrance Group, it's 428Life. You can go online at drgans.com. There's lots of information there as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, and you do hold workshops yeah, around workshops, town. You're doing all sorts things. of stuff. Yeah. Come see me individually if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my team. Yeah. Thank you so much once again. And I know this is another one that's going to get a lot of, hey, where can I find that (laughs) conversation you just had? Always a good one. Thanks, Dr. Gans. Thanks for having me. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.